everybody. Welcome to Home Recording Made Easy.com podcast. I'm your host, David Vignola. This week is episode number six. Thank you so much for joining me once again. This week's topic, the question, do I need to upgrade my studio computer? And what should I look for when upgrading? This is a question that comes up an awful lot in the emails that I get. And we're going to take a look at that whole subject, whether you should upgrade your studio computer. And if you need to, what do you look for? We're also going to answer a question in this week's mailbag segment. So now let's get ready for episode six. Do I need to upgrade my studio computer? What to look for right here on the home recording made easy.com podcast. Okay, welcome everyone to this week's podcast. So do I need to upgrade my studio computer? And if I do, how do I know it? And if I do, what do I look for? And then we're going to answer some questions in the mailbag. So let's start off. I have some notes here. I want to talk to you about this. So I get lots of emails from beginners. This happens weekly. I'd say probably anywhere from a handful to 10 emails a week about people that are brand new to studio recording, home studio recording, brand new to recording into a computer. And it's totally cool. I am so happy that more and more people are getting into working in a home studio environment and recording their own music for the first time. It's wonderful. However, most beginners don't realize how important the computer plays in the recording studio environment, in the home studio environment. The computer that you use to answer your emails and do Excel spreadsheets and maybe some more documents and surfing the internet really are the, the, the computer requirements, if you will, are far different than if you want to record music. You need a much more powerful computer. And a lot of times what a lot of beginners do is whatever the computer that they happen to have that they use for their everyday use, um, they get an audio interface. You know, they buy, uh, you know, an entry level interface with a free piece of software. A lot of times it's the um, PreSonus AudioBox USB or a Focusrite um, interface. And they get their free version of Studio One or their free version of Cubase or their free, free version of Pro Tools. And they go to hook everything up. They have a difficult time getting all that arranged and set up and working properly. And that's for another <laughs> episode. We'll talk about that. But then they get themselves recording. And they find out very, very quickly that they're having all kinds of problems with um, latency issues, audio auto artifacts, pops and cracks in their audio, computer crashing, so on and so forth. And they just don't understand that what it takes to really record audio into a computer um, is a lot more um, taxing on the computer itself than just doing basic everyday tasks. So we're going to talk about that. So the first thing I want to talk about are the signs that you, that the signs, you know, what signs should I look for when you consider an upgrade? In other words, what things, what things are happening with your computer that may kind of point you in the direction of you may be considering or may want to consider a computer upgrade. So point number one, when you're playing back a session, a recorded session with two or three VST instruments, virtual instruments, that, the, um, that that causes audio pops and cracks. And even after you adjust your buffer or your device block size or your audio, audio interface engine inside of your DAW, your sample size, all of those things, every DAW calls them a little, something a little different, that you're having all kinds of problems with the audio. Okay, so you're, you have a couple of virtual instruments that you might be using, even if you're only recording three or four tracks in your session. And when you go to play back that recording, you're having all kinds of problems with the audio. And no matter how much you adjust your buffer settings and all that stuff, it still doesn't matter. That's one sign that you need an upgrade. 
Okay, and we'll talk about why in a second, and we'll talk about specific computer specs in a few minutes. The second thing that may point you in the direction of I might need to upgrade your computer, when you're mixing with many third-party plugins, your computer's CPU starts to max out. And again, that can cause computer crashing itself. That can cause, again, the audio artifacts, meaning you hear little pops and crackles in the audio. So if you're using lots of third-party plugins, this doesn't typically happen using stock plugins. But when you're using third-party plugins, <laughs> pardon me, especially the third-party plugins, um, that um, some will you know, use more uh, of a tax on your CPU, your internal computer processor. Um, it maxes out quickly, or again, you have all these issues. So using third-party plugins causes the same kind of computer lagginess and performance. That's another sign that says you may need to upgrade your computer. When you're recording in your computer, you're experiencing latency, even again, after you've adjusted all your buffer settings and your device block size or all your audio engine stuff. You can't record. You're sitting down, you're a guitar player, let's say. You're strumming that at guitar, and the time from the time that you hit the strings to the time you hear it back in your headphones, there's a notice, noticeable delay. That delay is called latency. Now, there are ways to fix that with some of the settings inside of your computer, but even after you've gone through all of that, you're still having latency problems. That has a lot to do with the computer specs itself. So that's another sign. Or you're experiencing lots of computer crashing when recording and or mixing. Okay, now some people will say that's the DAW. A lot of times it's not the DAW. A lot of times it has to do with the fact that your computer is underpowered for what you're trying to do with it. And as I said in the very beginning of this, what you use your computer for in, as far as just, you know, checking emails in your daily life activities, surfing the internet, watching YouTube videos, listening to this podcast, <laughs> and all those types of tasks, a computer, it doesn't need to be nearly as specced out and as powerful than it is than it needs to be when you're trying to record and mix music and create music in a home studio environment or any studio for that matters. Okay. So those are, those are four of the main things that tend to happen all the time. And these are the emails that I get. Those four conditions that I just mentioned are happening to folks and they email me. What do I do? How come this is happening? I don't understand. I watch people on YouTube record it super easy. I'm having all these problems. Nine out of 10 times after we got through changing some of the settings, it's usually the computer and the specs. It's an older computer. It doesn't have the horsepower or the specs that you need to record and mix frustration-free. <laughs> and that's important when you're a beginner. Learning the software, learning the whole process of recording and mixing is daunting enough. The last thing you need is to have computer problems. So when you're purchasing a new computer, I want you to consider these things. These are the five things that I tell all of my followers and students when they ask me about computers. First tip, and I really want you to think about this. You want to buy a computer that's going to last you at least five years minimum. Okay, You don't want to have to buy a computer every year and a half. So you got to think about some things. Where is your studio going to be in the next five years? Is this just, just a hobby? Things you're just going to do once in a while? Are you doing this um, as a more full-time hobby, meaning that you're in your studio every weekend, every night after work, you're, you know, writing music, releasing music for yourself or a band, your band or whatever. Um, 
you know, or are you someone who is looking to do this more uh, as a side hustle, as a side business? I want to record some local bands to make a few extra bucks on the side so I can use that money to support my hobby in my studio. Or I want to mix work for clients. I want to become a home studio business, whether it's part-time or full-time. Okay, you got to think about those things because that, those, you know, those things are going to really heavily dictate, well, do you really need another computer or not? And if you do, what do you want to buy? <laughs> you know, we'll talk about that in a second. So think about those things. And what I try to tell people is you want to try to overbuy what you really need. So in other words, don't buy your first computer upgrade. Buy what the second computer upgrade would entail, if you can. And in today's day and age, especially if you're listening to this in the year 2020, hopefully you're listening to this when I first release it, but even if you're listening to this a couple of years down the road. But for now, and it has been like this for a couple of years, so it should apply no matter when you're listening to this podcast. Take advantage of these zero interest financing programs that a lot of these credit card companies have, a lot of your favorite online retailers have. Sweetwater.com. <laughs> Links will be in the description box below. Or any of your favorite stores. They're all offering credit cards, low interest rates. Some companies like Sweetwater will order will 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 offer 48 months with no interest. So you can spend a little bit more and you can drag out the monthly payments and not have to worry about paying interest. That's something to consider when making an investment like your computer. Okay. Your computer is the heartbeat of your studio. Okay, it's like the engine of the car. You can have the most beautiful car in the world with the shiniest wheels and the coolest interior and the loudest uh, stereo system known to mankind that you can hear five blocks away. But if you don't have an engine in the car that actually starts and runs, the car never leaves the garage, <laughs> right? Same thing with the computer. Computer of your studio is the heartbeat. Doesn't matter about all the fancy plugins, the fancy software, the, the beautiful studio gear, the studio monitors, all that stuff doesn't matter if the computer can't do what you want it to do. Okay, so think about that. Where are you going to be? Try to buy something that's going to last you at least five years, if at all possible, over buy the computer because you you know, as far as specs go, and we're going to talk about specs right now, okay? And try to take advantage of any kind of financing to help you spread out that money so you just don't buy on the cheap and just get something that's slightly better than what you have. Don't want to do that. That'd be a big mistake, and you'll find yourself in a year, you'll find yourself needing another computer, and you'll end up spending more money in the long run, okay? So now, when you're looking for a new computer, let's talk a little bit about specs. It's pretty, really simple. You don't even need to be a computer savvy person to realize this. There are a couple of things you want to look for. The very first thing you want to do on a computer, no matter what you buy, Mac or PC, and we'll talk about that in a minute, <laughs> you want to try to max out the computer's memory, if at all possible. Now, every DAW company, and I mean every one of them, when you look at the minimum computer specs, required to run their software, they will tell you eight gigabytes of RAM. I'm here to tell you, if you learn nothing else from this episode, do not buy a computer with eight gigs of RAM in it. Eight gigs of RAM, you are going to tap that out so quickly, you're going to have all kinds of problems. Yes, the software will technically run. It will not run efficiently. And if you try to do any kind of heavy recording or even mild recording, any kind of mixing where you're using, you know, more than just the stock plugins, you're going to have a problem with eight gigs of RAM. Trust me, okay? You want a minimum of 16 gigs of memory in any computer that you buy or upgrade. And memory is so inexpensive today that most modern computers that are in the last three or four years, you could put more than, it used to be back in the day, 16 gigs was all you can physically put in the machine. 
Today, you could buy computers with 128 gigs of RAM. Now, you don't need to go that crazy. You want to have at least 16, preferably 32 or 64. RAM is cheap. So when you buy a computer, if you're buying a new one, upgrade the RAM. Okay, or if you're buying a computer, building it yourself, buy the RAM, get as much RAM in that computer as you possibly can. That's step one. Step two, get the fastest CPU processor you can afford. Now, this is something that's not easily upgradable down the road. So you want to get this right the first time. With memory, with a lot of computers, especially on the PC side, you could buy 16 gigs and then you want to upgrade it down the road. You can just slap in a couple of more sticks of RAM. But in a Mac, you're buying Mac especially the iMacs, the Mac minis today, a lot of the memory is soldered onto the motherboard, so you can't upgrade it easily, so you wanna do that at time of purchase, but with PC, it's different. But for the CPU, it's not easily upgradable. Certain PCs and certain older Macs, you can upgrade the CPU. If you're, if you're tech savvy and you wanna be able to do that, you can do that stuff. Most of us can't, especially me. So buy the fastest CPU you can afford. This is where I talk about overbuy the computer. Okay, you know, a minimum today standards, you want at least a quad core processor, four cores. Most modern day computers today, you can get six, eight, 10, 12, and even some of the new Macs up to 20 cores. You don't need 20 cores, but you want to get at least a quad core. I run an eight core processor in my iMac Pro from 2017. A six core will do you just fine. But if you can afford a six, no problem. If you can get an eight, get an eight. Okay, get as much as you can. Remember, five years this is going to last, at least five years. Try to get seven years. I try to buy a computer that's going to last me 10 years. About every eight years to 10 years, I buy a new computer because the technology changes and gets so much faster. My requirements in my studio get more heavy duty as far as video editing and stuff, not so much audio, that I like to have a new computer about eight years or so I upgrade. You want to do the same thing. Not before then. This is a big investment, right? So let's buy it right the first time, okay? So get the biggest or the fastest processor you can afford, a minimum of a quad core. If possible, and today pretty possible, um, get a computer with an internal SSD drive, not a mechanical hard drive. Most computers today have SSDs, but some of them will, will um, for a cheaper version of it, will, you know, will still offer the hard, the mechanical hard drives. I wouldn't recommend that. I would recommend an SSD, okay? You want an SSD drive. Even if the SSD drive is a little bit smaller in size and it's more expensive than the mechanical hard drive, I would tell you to get an SSD, okay? How big of an SSD depends on what you're going to be having on your computer. Um, but I would say if you could get, you know, a minimum of 512 gigabyte, one terabyte is usually enough where you can run all your applications and then you can run on a second SSD drive, an external, like a USB or a Thunderbolt where you plug it in. That's what you can run all your audio sessions on. And I talk a lot about that on my YouTube channel, right? But you want to get something with an SSD. Spend the extra money, get something with an SSD. It makes a world of difference, okay? And then also purchase an external second SSD drive if you can to run your sessions on. So in other words, that means your internal drive to your new computer is going to run your DAW, the application. You're going to plug in a secondary solid state drive that you're going to use just for your recording sessions, okay? 
and I would get an SSD and I would get how big of that, how big does that SSD need to be? Again, 512 to one terabyte. And again, you could get these things pretty affordable today. The technology cost has come way down. It's not like what it used to be. So you should be able to get a, a computer with an internal SSD of one terabyte and get an, ex, an external USB or Thunderbolt um, USB-C, USB-A, whatever they have, depending on your computer, external SSD as well. And that will be enough to get you going. You can always upgrade the, the external one later, okay? And then the last tip, tip number five, is try, if at all possible, to dedicate this new computer to your studio only. Don't use this computer, if you can, as a multi-thing multi where you're doing a emails and internet and watching YouTube videos and doing spreadsheets and all this other stuff. You're going to clog that computer with a bunch of stuff on it that's going to make it run less efficient. This new computer you're going to buy or upgrade is going to be as efficient as you can possibly make it, and it's going to be dedicated for your studio work. If you have a computer now that you need to upgrade to your studio, maybe you keep that old computer for your emailing, your personal use and balancing your checkbook and all your online banking and all of that and try to, if at all possible, use this computer dedicated to your studio, okay? So in review, we want something that's gonna last you at least five to seven years. Take advantage of the zero interest financing plan if you can find it, you probably can, okay? Make sure that you max out the memory as much as you can, but at the very least, get 16 gigabytes. 32 is preferable. Get the fastest CPU that you can afford. Again, don't think about bu bu buying your first computer. What would your second computer upgrade be? That's the one you buy the first time, okay? Get something with a solid state drive in it, at least the 512 gigabytes, but preferably a terabyte, and then make sure you get a second SSD to run your sessions on, okay? And then last try to dedicate this computer to your studio only. So now that we know what things are happening with your current computer setup, what are the things that you need to look for that are kind of pointing you in the direction of, hey, I might need a studio upgrade. And then you know what to purchase as far as specs go. Let's now go over to this week's mailbag. Let's answer the big question that I haven't mentioned yet, it's coming up in this week's mailbag. Okay, let's check out this week's mailbag. So this week's mailbag comes from Michael Palmer from the great city of Toronto in Canada. Michael, thank you for writing in. This is a big one. This is the one everyone's waiting for. Here's a question. I get this question all the time. This, this, this question could have come from 50 people over the last six months. But here's one from Michael. Hey, Dave, I am in the market for a new studio computer. I've been using a PC to this point, but I've been doing my research and it seems that most people use a Mac. I know that you use a Mac as well. What are your thoughts? Do I really need to go the Mac route? They seem a bit more expensive, but I'm also growing tired of all the Windows updates and how finicky Windows can be. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Again, Michael Palmer from the great city of Toronto, Canada. Michael, thank you so much for, for writing in. That is such a loaded question, and it's such, there's a lot to unpack there. Now, you're correct, and anyone that's been following me for any length of time knows that I'm a Mac person. Now, first, let me say this, okay? I know plenty of people that use a PC in their home studio environment for recording, and they have 
no issues. They got it running and they're very, very happy. Now this is at the time of like Windows 7, Windows 10. I used to use Windows way back in the day of Windows Vista, which I can't even remember what year that was, and it was a nightmare, but the computering power was different. Way back then, 2007, 2008 to today, we're talking about 12 years ago, um, the computering power is so much different. So I will say that, I've, that I just know people that use PC that have no problem. I know a lot more people that use Mac, okay? I also can tell you that 80% and 80% is a fair number. 80% of the problems that my students experience when it comes to computer issues, 80% of those emails, when we get down into the weeds of what the problem is, what do you need to do, 80% of them are PC users, okay? Only about 20% of them are Mac users. Mac, in my opinion, and again, everything I'm gonna say from this point forward is my opinion. I'm not telling you to run out and buy the most expensive Mac. You don't need to do that. But I'm gonna tell you some reasons why I tell my students, if you're in the market for a new computer, especially if you're gonna be doing computer recording for your studio, I would tell you to consider, to heavily consider a Mac over a PC. And this is why. Number one, Macs, are a lot more of a plug and play environment than a PC, Windows. Okay, it doesn't matter which company makes the PC, but the Windows format, okay? And the reason why it's a little more plug and play and the, and the reason why Macs tend to be more stable for computer recording is that Apple makes not only the operating system, but they also make the hardware, the Mac that you're buying with it. The hardware and the software were designed to work well together. Okay, so they tend to be more stable. Windows, on the other hand, Windows was, Windows was and is designed to run with a lot of anything, a lot of other third-party applications. <clears throat> and so it tends to be a little bit more loosey-goosey. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's an official term, by the way, here. Loosey-goosey, as far as the way things can run with Windows. But then again, it becomes, has some stability issues. Also, Macs tends to have little to no virus problems. You don't need to run an antivirus program with a Mac. You really do with Windows, and that causes problems when you're trying to run recording software, although they'll tell you to disable all that stuff when you're recording, but just keep that in mind. That's another issue, okay? I find that Macs are more stable. They're more easy to use. They're more straightforward. If you're a beginner, it's much uh, easier to deal with. So I would always tell everyone, buy a Mac. Now, the thing that you mentioned in your in your email here, Michael, and people have said this to me before, is that, well, Macs are just so much more expensive. I can buy a PC with the same specs as a Mac for a third of the price or for half of the price. And I'm here to tell you that that's really not the case in the year 2020, okay? It was the case at one point, no doubt, no doubt. But today it's a lot different. And I know this because when I bought my 2017 or 2018, whatever it is, iMac Pro, before I bought it, I actually researched PCs. I wanted to compare the pricing differences. Now, if you are gonna build your own PC, okay, you're gonna buy the parts, the components, you're gonna build it yourself. You can spec out a very high-end PC box, build it all yourself for a fraction of the cost in buying something like an iMac or a Mac Pro. Absolutely true. And if you're inclined to do that, that's wonderful. And there's lots of YouTube videos and instructions on how to do that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about, you don't wanna build a computer, you just wanna buy a computer. Because when you build a computer, 
even though you can build it a lot cheaper and get a real high spec computer. There's no warranty. You don't have things like Apple Care, which is part of Mac, which means you have free support the life of the computer. You don't have those things. Okay. You buy it, you put it together. There's a problem. You have to troubleshoot it. Okay. Let's put that aside. Let's say you're going to buy a PC versus buy a Mac. To buy a, a PC that has, as we talked about earlier in this podcast, our minimum requirements, say 16 gigs of RAM with a one terabyte SSD. Well, let's say a four core quad core processor, okay, without just the box itself, just the PC, you're looking at a minimum of $1,000. You might be able to find something on sale. You might be able to find one of these lower end Dell computers for 600 bucks or so. But to buy a computer like that, you're looking at somewhere around $800 to $1,000. To buy something at 16 gigs of RAM with a one terabyte SSD with a four core to do a, to a six core processor, you're looking at about a grand. And again, now, you depending on when you're listening to this podcast, you can research that and you might find it's a little bit more, a little bit less, but that's in the ballpark. Today, you could buy a brand new Mac mini with those same specs for about 900 bucks. Okay, now that doesn't, that's not an iMac. It has a has a, um, a display that's just a computer. So you could buy a Mac mini with those same specs, quad core, 16 gigs of RAM, processor speed, you know, about the same with an SSD in it for, for less than $1,000. So comparably, they're the same, okay? When you start talking about some of the higher end computers where we're gonna get into something like an iMac, now you're talking about having a 27-inch 5K display those run you somewhere between, and again, the pricing changes all the time, but as of the recording of this podcast, you're looking at somewhere around $2,300 to about $2,600 if you wanted 16 gigs of RAM with a one terabyte SSD um, with a, you know, a four to, to about, a, I think there's six core processors at this point, but you're also getting a 27 inch 5K beautiful retina display, Okay. So some people will say, well, yeah, I can buy a computer. You know, I could buy a PC for those specs for a thousand bucks. The iMac is $2,300, right? Because you're getting a 5K 27 inch display. If you had to go out and buy a second, uh, a 5K 27 inch display that looks nice like the iMacs and plug it into your PC tower, you're looking at about $800 for that screen. Again, pricing will change, but you know, current pricing as I'm recording this episode for you guys. So what I'm trying to get at is you can get the same spec computer in a Mac that you could in a PC for relatively the same price. Okay, so the price differential is nowhere where it used to be. So this is another reason why I recommend it. Number one, it's more plug and play, good for beginners. Number two, Mac builds the hardware and the software so they play nicer together. That's one of the reasons why it's more stable. Number three, you get something called Apple Care, which is the extended warranty with any Mac computer. Now it's an add-on price, depending on which computer you buy, but it could be anywhere from $89 to $169, depending on which computer you buy. It extends your warranty by three years, which means you can call Apple 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You'll get someone on the phone that can help you work through your stuff and everything is under warranty. Okay. You also have something called the Apple stores. If you're in the, well, they're worldwide, but certainly in the United States, Apple stores, you have a problem. You can go down to their quote unquote genius bar and you can speak to a, to an Apple tech that really knows the stuff inside now, free of charge, by the way, make an appointment, go down there if you're having any problems. I've had to use that maybe once or twice over the last 10 years. Um, and they were always very helpful, very easy to get support. 
So again, another thing about Apple, especially if you're not a computer person and you're someone who's not tech savvy, you want to know that you have something that is going to be under warranty and that you can get help if you need it. You have a much easier time in the Apple ecosystem with that than you do in the PC world. It's not to say that it doesn't exist, but it's not as easy to deal with. Okay, so that's why I recommend a Mac. Okay, I would always tell all my students go the Mac route. The pricing is about the same. You get better support. It's more plug and play and it's more stable. Okay, that again, that's not to say that you can't record good music or make great music on a PC because you can, but I would just tell you to be prepared for a little more um, diving into the more techie side with, with, with Windows. You will have to do that. And if you don't mind that, totally fine, totally fine. But if you're gonna, if you wanna put all that aside and like Michael here says, he's getting tired of all the updates and all the finickiness, finicky, of Windows, then I would tell you to go with a Mac. That's my personal opinion. Whether it's a, a Mac Mini, an iMac, a laptop, the MacBook Pro, or even if you got a budget and you really want to go for broke and you want to go to the Mac Pro, you can do that. All the Macs that I've had over the years, both in my personal home office and in my studio, and I've had several of them now, I've never once ever had one of those computers fail on me. I've, I've, I could count on one hand, and this is the honest to God truth, that they've crashed on me. Um, and any time that I ever needed something from the Apple store or whatever, I found it to be a, a seamless experience that was worth every single penny of the product that I paid for it. Also, last thing to keep in mind, a Mac is going to hold its value a lot more on the used market than a PC. So if you're in the upgrade, say you want to upgrade or you want to sell off your MacBook Pro and get another Mac or whatever you want to do, you don't need to, you just want to change out your computers. You can sell them on eBay and on the used market and they hold their value a lot more than trying to sell a used PC. That's for sure. So that's another thing to consider. Okay, Michael, so I hope that answers your question. I would tell you go for a Mac if you have the budget. Again, if you're thinking about the five to seven year plan and you're thinking about buying this thing dedicated to your studio, I think in the end, you will find, even if you have zero experience with the Mac at this point in time, that you will have a much more pleasant experience. Okay. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope this helped uh, give shed some light on whether you need a computer upgrade. And if you do, what are the things to consider? Now, because you listen to this entire podcast, I want to give you a few things. The first thing I want to tell you is if you're new to homerecordingmadeeasy.com, Welcome to the family. Make sure you go to homerecordingmadeeasy.com and right on the homepage, I want you to get your five free mixing training courses. It's my gift to you just for visiting homerecordingmadeeasy.com. And I also want to give you a coupon code for listening to this podcast. You could take 30% off any training course on my website just by using the coupon code PODCAST30. PODCAST30 will get you 30% off anything on my website at homerecordingmadeeasy.com. Make sure you check that out. Also, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave a positive review on your podcast uh, hosting service here for this Home Recording Made Easy podcast. That really does help me. And lastly, but not least, if you really enjoy the craft of mixing and you want to learn mixing in a very non-technical way, perfect for beginners and intermediates, make sure you head on over to mixingmadeeasy.net. Again, all the links will be in the description box and the show notes below. I really appreciate you listening. And until next week's episode, I've been Dave with homerecordingmadeeasy.com. 
Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week. Take care.